homage to the Blessed One, the Noble One, the Rightly Self-Awakened One. Blessings in the Dhamma to all the laity and welcome to all the monks and novices. Today we learn Dhamma about puja or respect, veneration and honour. The Buddha said that to honour and respect those worthy of honour is the highest blessing. Offering puja has many aspects. Sitting meditation is an offering of one's practice. Offering dana, offering of all types of material things, donating a kuti or hut, monastery land, building an uposada hall or vihara, these are all considered a type of offering of one's dhamma practice. Today we sit here and we have the five moral precepts. We meditate and chant. We recollect the virtues of the Buddha, Dhamma, Sangha. These are the offerings of one's Dhamma practice. This honour and respect is one of the highest blessings. It is the third in the list of highest blessings given in the Mangala Sutta. The first is to not associate with fools. The second is to associate with the wise. And the third is to honour and respect those worthy of respect. These are the highest blessings of one's life. The background to the Mangala Sutta is indeed very amazing. Back then, there was no one in the human world, the Dewa and Brahma world, who knew what was an auspicious blessing and what was not a blessing. The humans were debating over this, and this subject went to the Dewas. When they asked each other there, there was no one who could answer. And they went to ask the Brahma god, and he also couldn't answer. They then went back to Saka, the king of the Dewas. Saka had great wisdom and spiritual accumulations being a bodhisattva, though he didn't have full understanding of all Dhamma. But he knew what to do. Saka asked, Why do you ask me? Why don't you ask the Lord Buddha? So all the Dewas who had had such an uproar over this question finally went to go pay respects to the Buddha and ask him about this problem. And the Buddha gave the sermon on the 38 highest blessings. We can see here that no one had enough wisdom to answer this problem. But the Buddha knew all aspects in their entirety, all aspects of the Dhammas of Sila, Samadhi and Panya. His knowledge was complete. The Dhamma of the Buddha was really amazing. The Buddha was one who could clearly expound the Dhamma that is deep. He was the knowing, awakened and radiant one. What were blessings and what weren't blessings, the Buddha had full knowledge of them. The Buddha had built his spiritual perfections over such a long time and had listened to teachings from many Buddhas in the past. And his wisdom was clear, which no one could argue against. And one couldn't hear the Dhamma that came directly from the Buddha's mouth easily. In this era, we don't hear the direct words of the Buddha, but his Dhamma is still here. If we learn it, it will be like we learn the Dhamma in the Buddha's time. So now is a good opportunity that we have the good fortune and have this excellent wealth to meet the jewel of the Buddha, Dhamma and Sangha. When he taught on this good thing already, 
about how to respect and give honor, then we should practice following it. And then we will gain benefit in the practice and it will be our great merit and goodness. We need to do this because though we are good people and our minds are imbued with sila, morality and goodness, but it is normal that our minds are not strong enough yet to see deeply into the Dhamma. If we compare our minds to a tree, it is like a small sapling. It's still a tiny tree, so we need to find something to protect it against the wind. We need some wood protecting it so that the tree doesn't get damaged. Then, when there is a strong wind and heavy rain coming, the sapling will have a place of protection. Our minds are the same. We as well need a place of protection. And giving honour and respect to those worthy of honour, this gives us the strength of faith and confidence, a strength to put forth more effort and a strength to build more goodness. So this we say is having faith as our foundation, which we have inherited from our elders in previous generations who have had faith in the Buddha's dispensation. People in the world, they have faith too, but it's not in the Buddha's dispensation. It's a faith in those who are skilled and who have knowledge, like a professional football player, a basketball player or a volleyball player. One may have faith in whoever is skilled at a sport or in those who sing well. There are a lot with this type of faith. But this faith doesn't lead to our minds becoming peaceful and for the arising of inner purity. But the faith in the Buddha, this will make our mind established in goodness and we can develop it to lead to knowing and seeing the true Dhamma. There is much faith in the Buddhist people. The beginning of Venerable Ajahn Chah's overseas branch monasteries was a monastery built in England and this was started with an offering of land by an Englishman. It was amazing that Ajahn Chah went to England and there was someone who offered him land. In the present day, this is called Chittawiweka Monastery. This land was offered after Ajahn Chah went for arms round there and the English people saw, gained faith and offered land to build a monastery. But the construction of monastery buildings, offerings of food and other requisites, this relied on the faith of the Buddhists in Asia. In Thailand, Malaysia, Singapore, this was the foundation that helped to support Buddhism there. And from here, this monastery developed a strong foundation which later expanded, building monasteries into many other countries such as America, Portugal and Italy. So those with faith, even if their home is far away from the monastery, they have the faith to drive and go offer alms and make merit. This is worthy of rejoicing in. And the faith of all of us is a type which has sila, morality as well. We are people who have sila. The faith of those with sila, when they come to practice, they get better results and goodness, which makes their mind have more happiness and peace. Here we can say that we are ones who don't associate with those things that are not good. We can call them fools on the outside and the inside. And we associate with the wise people. And this brings us to go to goodness. So the mind that is the wise person is important. 
it is important that our mind does not associate with those things inside the mind that aren't good. So this new year, we try to associate with good things and to not associate with bad things. And we honor and respect those worthy of honor. This will make our practice progress. We have effort and patience and we are joyous at giving dana and making merit. This merit, we know that it arises in the mind. Where is the merit? The merit is just in the mind. When we chant and recollect the virtues of the Buddha, Dhamma, Sangha, we can see that there is a great merit arising because of the vastness of the Bharami of the Buddha that is without limit and is boundless. We chant praising the virtues of the Buddha loudly and the chant echoes to an unlimited number of universes. There is no limit of universes because the Bharami of the Buddha is boundless and unlimited. And when we chant praising someone with boundless goodness, then our mind becomes good along with it. And even if we chant in the mind, it's amazing that the sound can echo to 10,000 universes, not just one universe. And when we chant like this, our mind is cool and happy. We chant every day at home or chant together when we have activities like today. This year, for the New Year chanting, there was a record number of more than 20 million people chanting around Thailand. All the monasteries formally organized chanting on this day to receive the New Year. This is a blessing to oneself, to the country and to friends around the world. So this is honoring and respecting those worthy of puja and it gives our minds something to hold on to. Whether it's a wise person or a noble venerable teacher, they will help us to see those things that aren't good with us and help us to remove them. That is, if we listen and believe their teachings. So may we practice accordingly. We should think regularly that we are the ones who are not heedless. We have the Buddha Dhamma Sangha as our highest refuge and homage. Sometimes we may have strong anger, strong greed, strong delusion arising, and it's then that we can think of the Buddha. In a past life, when the Buddha was a bodhisattva, born as Anaga Buridatta, he was caught and tortured, and it was possible that he would lose his life. But the Buddha had patience. He wasn't angry in return. The Buddha kept the eight moral precepts. This was Sila Parami, the perfection of morality. And so we can take this as an example to practice and cultivate. Sometimes we don't fight, dispute or argue with anyone, but our mind has anger. But we don't let it get to the point of harming or having ill intentions to anyone. We think of the Buddha when he cultivated Sila Parami and we practice following him and giving veneration to the Buddha in the time when he was practicing as a bodhisattva. In this way, we have the Buddha as a refuge for the mind, and this becomes our foundation. And this makes our mind have the mental strength to practice, and we have strong faith to keep sila. We have faith in making merit, and faith in chanting to praise virtues of the Buddha. So try to practice this a lot. Even if we have anger to our mother and father, 
we may think of the time when we were babies and born in our mother's womb and they wanted to take our life, but we were able to survive. Yet this bad feeling is buried in the mind and we hold on to this anger. But we should think of Dr. Jiwika, who was thrown away by his mother after he was born into a heap of rubbish. But he had the merit and parami that after he was saved, the son of King Bimbisara brought him up and helped him to gain an education as a doctor. And he became so skilled that he was the best doctor in the world and he was also the Buddha's doctor. So when we have this human body already, then we take this human body to build goodness. Don't think of the past. The past has gone already. Yesterday has passed. It won't come back. Let's use today to the fullest. Tomorrow, we won't know if we'll have a chance to use it. So in this world, there is just three days. There's no need to think so far ahead. When it's like this, then we won't blame anyone. Whatever we receive, it's likely from what we have done in the past. When we think like this, we won't get angry or have ill will to anyone or want to harm anyone. This is having the Buddha Dhamma Sangha as our refuge and giving respect and honour. Living in the world, we have a noble teacher. We have leaders who have goodness and virtue and we respect them following the Buddhist traditions of respect for each other. If we are a worker or under them, we have to be able to give respect to the seniors and then we'll have prosperity and the seniors need to have love and care of those they look after and one should have effort and striving at work. For monks, they should be diligent in the practices and duties of a monk according to what they have been taught. And if a young layperson, they need to be determined to study according to what parents and noble teachers have advised us. And when we are older and working, then when our colleagues or bosses advise us, we should try to improve at it. This new year has come and we need to develop ourselves better than before, work better than last year, have more respect than last year, have more metta, loving-kindness in the mind than last year, try to build more goodness in the aspects of mindfulness, samadhi and wisdom, contemplate to understand into all things that change according to nature, see this already present changing nature, it is impermanent, unsatisfactory and can't be called a self. To see the Dhamma or to have growing faith to see the Dhamma, we need to have effort and diligence. So giving honour and respect is the path that we need as a foundation of the mind to lead our minds to the shore of Nibbāna. And then in the world we will succeed in our work. We will have success in our studies and education. So these are the teachings of the Buddha and is a blessing of our life. When we hear about these highest blessings, then we have to take it to practice. When the monks chant and give us the Mangala Sutta, then just by hearing it, it's already a blessing, because it's about blessings. But for it to be a greater blessing to us, then we need to take it to practice. 
even if we don't chant it a lot or hear it a lot. But if we take one or more of the 38 highest blessings and we take it to practice with, like giving respect and honor, then our minds will improve and become more pure. Our education will get better, our work will get better. May we take this Dhamma to contemplate what we have learned today. May you all grow in the Dhamma.